episode 62 of the Football Fitness Federation podcast is with the under-18 sports scientist at Sheffield Wednesday, Ryan Devlin. Ryan's attended a few of our networking events and that's where I met Ryan, so it was great to catch up with him again. We spoke about the biggest challenges he faces in his current role. We also touched on his transition from first team to academy. So in his previous role, he was with a first team and his current role is with the academy, so the transition between those two roles we touched on developing coach buy-in and education by, behind the importance of physical preparation. And then we finished up with where Ryan does his learning, his CPD. So it was great to catch up with him and um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are currently now just a couple of weeks away from our first event of 2020 at Colchester. So if you haven't got your ticket already and you are going to be joining us at the event please head over to footballfitfed.com and click network meetings and events at the top and you'll be able to purchase your ticket for Colchester there. There's also tickets now available for our MK Dons meeting as well. So the Colchester meeting is on Wednesday the 19th of February and MK Dons is on Wednesday the 4th of March. So head over to the website, go and get your tickets and it'll be great to see as many of you guys there as possible. Here's the episode with Ryan. Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 62. I'm delighted today to be joined by Ryan Devlin, who is the under-18 sports scientist at Sheffield Wednesday. Ryan, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. It's good to have you on, mate. I think the last time I saw and spoke to you was at one of our meetings, wasn't it? So it's good to catch up again. Yeah, no, it was good. It was that one there. Um... Up in Darlington, I think Jonathan Madden, he was speaking, I think that was the last time we spoke. Yeah, Boys Academy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Good up there. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll have a good catch-up today, mate, on different things. So, just start us off, mate. Let's go back. Let's let's take you back to where you've been, um, your experience so far, and your education. Yeah, no problem, mate. So, um, as you can probably tell originally from County Down, Northern Ireland, um, came from a Gaelic football background, so until I was about 18 before I came to university. Gaelic football was kind of the predominant sport in my life. Um, then went to Liverpool John Moores University, done a three-year uh, sport and exercise science degree. I think that's kind of where the, the interest for strength and conditioning really started for me, being part of the um, Liverpool John Moores uh, strength and conditioning internship run by Carl Evans. So I've done that for two years. At the end of my degree... Uh, started a master's in strength and conditioning at John Murray's as well, um, which was great. So towards the end of my master's, there was a placement came up. So I either had the choice to go to uh, stay in England and apply for one of them or the chance to maybe go home. So since I hadn't been home in a couple of years, I decided I'll go home for the summer. Um, worked with, for four weeks with Irish women's hockey down in Dublin, which was great. But then logistically, just traveling up and down, it wasn't really working. So then I managed to land an internship with Ulster Rugby, uh, which was a great experience being involved with like international athletes playing for Ireland. Um, so when, after I finished that, I was kind of stuck in a bit of a loop. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then a position came up at Crew Alexander um, as a strength and conditioning coach with the first team. So then I moved back to Liverpool, spent a year there. And then I was fortunate enough to land a job at Sheffield Wednesday. And I started... Three months ago, starting November with the 18 squad. Awesome. So, 
In your role now, mate, so I think your title's under 18 Sports Scientist, is that right? Yeah. So how would you define your role and what are some of your key responsibilities in that role? Um, so for, for myself, that, that term, kind of for me, it means kind of just maximising the performance of the athletes um, and just keeping them available for selection for the manager. So my role can vary. So in the gym, um, on-pitch warm-ups, uh, producing GPS reports, um, thankfully, the, the manager and the, and the staff are, are top class. So we sit down, we plan sessions. So like we would talk about the training sessions, what the physical outputs we want are, we want to get out of that session. Um, and then obviously just being there for the last kind of 24-7, just if they want to do extra work, um, additional work in the dome or in the gym. And then just kind of educating them on why what we do is, is important. And with the way that your career's gone so far, Ryan, so you've gone from a first-team environment at Crew to an academy environment at Sheffield Wednesday. So what, what are some of the biggest changes you see between academy and first-team? Academy and first-team, um, I think from, from my perception, I think the understanding level, so it's, you'd be surprised how many the eight, like the 17 teachers I work with wouldn't make the link between maybe like heavy squatting and what we do in the gym to performance. So I think for me, education at this level is like vital. And for me, it's kind of like trying to, we're trying to essentially create first team players. So this age group is vitally important because these are like developmental years. So it's vitally important for them to kind of grab an understanding and develop them two years that I have them. And you see that difference with players that have been through um, like a model that have had that education in that first-team environment. Is that quite obvious? Yeah, I think it's just different levels of understanding. When I worked with crew, like all the lads, they, they knew the, the importance of it. But I think now, funny enough, the lads are in the 18 squad are kind of copping on now because the 17s are playing as 18s and they're realising like they need to get like stronger. So a lot of them are coming to me recently and saying that we need to do some uppers, we need to do some uppers to get stronger. There's been a massive shift in the past couple of weeks. I don't know whether that's because summer's coming in or they just want to get stronger on the pitch, you know what I mean? Just chasing those beach bodies, is that what it is? Exactly, yeah, beach bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and just to go back to your time at Crew, mate, working in that um, that first-team environment, what was the sort of feel like and the, and the uptake like to the work you did? What, what was the buy-in like? Yeah, like... like Listen, like I worked under Liam Anderson, and he was great. Um, there was there's a massive buy-in for the club, but they they were they were professional. Like they they done they knew they had to get their strength work in, and they knew how important it was in to to keep them on the pitch and being less exposed to injury. So I thought the, the buy-in was really good there when I was there. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, that's class. And then back into the your current role. Let's go through some of the the challenges you face. I think it'll be really good to discuss those because they'll be. A lot of people in a similar position and probably a lot of people going through the same sort of challenges that you face. Um, so it'd be great to talk through some of the main ones and then also some of the, the things that you've put in place to, to combat those as well. Yeah, so when <clears throat> when I first started the job, when I first started the job with the 18s, because I, I was just having one squad, I honestly thought like I'll, I'll come in and with the gym twice a day and I'll have so much free time with them and it'll be class. But when I got in, it was kind of a shock to the system how busy their schedule actually was. So on, on a week, they would have training, maybe sometimes twice a day. You need to fit in their gym. 
They have they have uh, extra football sessions. They'll have education. They'll have talks. So when you think about it, for me, it's kind of just optimizing the contact time that I actually have with them. So it's kind of like a tick box exercise. So for me, do they get their power work in twice a week? Do they get a strength stimulus twice a week? Are they exposed to high speed running, sprinting, and change of direction? So that's because so, the schedule is so busy. That's um, it was something that we spoke about, wasn't it? Not long ago, that it's like trying to plug the gaps, isn't it? When you when you've got that sort of setup, it's seeing what they're doing currently and what you can add to the program straight yeah. away without drastically changing things. And so that they were the main priorities, were they? When you when you went in, you you prioritised those like two or three things, and they were the th- first things that you put into place. Yeah. See, I think what people think is like at the end of the day the football on the pitch comes first so it's like we just kind of we're support staff at the end of the day so thankfully the, the, the under 18's manager is is great like the, the club in general is great like they really value sports science and know how important it is so get like for the likes of myself like we, we get our power work done first thing in the morning and then we go out onto the pitch and then they might come and do some, some other stuff so there's that great buy-in and we just try to mix it up from week to week, but just trying to, again, just ticking all them boxes that we can. But the communication levels, going back to that, are, are top class. Like, And what was your perception? So what, before you went going into football, obviously before your time at Crew, because I know I, I definitely went through this, is that your perception of like professional sport and working in a first team, but an academy environment, just professional sport in general, I think it's very different when you're in it to compared to when you you sort of thinking about going into it, isn't it? All the th- all the elements that you could add in, and then you yeah. take the challenges when you're actually in that role. So, what were some things that you thought you could utilize with players? But then it's either been a slower process than what you thought, mm-hmm. or what you've not necessarily been able to do yet. It's one of the things. So, when I was in the masters, like our masters was very like kind of it was stre- it was very strength dominant so we've done a lot of Olympic lifts we've done a lot of squatting we've learned loads about that and I thought when I went into a football environment oh, I'm going to get these boys to clean snatch all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day we just don't have the time like uh, so for me like just putting in movements that just overload triple extension like top bar jumps barbell jumps and then it just hits that same criteria is enough I, I would love to be able to get the boys all to Olympic lift with great technique but their schedules are so hectic do you know what I mean? Yeah, something I spoke to um, Fergus Connolly about in the previous episode. It, we were talking about um, like cognitive fatigue and players being exposed to a lot of different things that they're learning, whether it's technically, tactically, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, think aspects of training like that can be really hard to implement when there's so much going on, can't they? And if we do try and do it. Yeah, we've got a question, haven't we? Whether there's that need to force it, or yeah. whether there's ways around it, like what you've talked about, alternative exercises, um, mm-hmm. just different ways of thinking about it. Yeah, and it's not, it's not even, even like on on the pitch or in the gym. Like the, the lads have so much to think about. Like they're they're constantly speaking to the manager about positional work and how they're better as a footballer. And then if I was coming to them saying, right, we're going to learn to Olympic lift and we'll break down the technique, it's like, is is there a need? Do you know what I mean? When we can just do some simple exercises, trap our jump from the floor, simple. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and that brings down the coaching time then as well, doesn't it? Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. So, you still, 
Still for me, I would I would rather go into gym and do three three or four exercises, even two or three exercises, really really well, than just complicate it. Yeah. No, that's well, that, that's de- I think that's definitely something that um, I've spoke to people about that before, and that does seem to be the way, doesn't it? I don't think there'll be many clubs, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there'll be too many clubs out there that be having a full Olympic lifting program embedded in what they do with their players just for that simple fact that yeah it's the time taken to actually master that skill isn't it i mean it's yeah. just itself isn't it don't get me wrong if it, like in off season maybe if we had if we if they were in and we had time to do it maybe perfect the lifts going into pre-season and into uh the season when they're competent at them then that will be fine but at the minute just because it's only because i've only been here three i've only been here three months like so for me it's just kind of ticking the boxes and just getting embedded in. <laughs> just a heads up on a few community updates that we've got going on. So now available on the community is the um, discount code for our Colchester meeting. So if you are a community member, you will get discount on our Colchester meeting and the code for our MK Dons meeting will be going on very soon. So if you're looking to purchase a ticket, make sure you sign up to the community so you can claim those discounts. We also have, from the previous episode, episode 61, Fergus Connolly did a bonus Q&A for our community members. That is now available on our community. So if you want to listen to that, you can sign up for a free month on the community by going to footballfitfed.com, clicking the community tab, and then just signing up and registering there. That will give you one month free. And then after that, it is only $4.99 per month. So if you want to go and listen to that Q&A with Fergus, head over to the website, footballfitfed.com, um, and sign up to the community there. We are also, over this weekend, so this coming weekend, we are doing a giveaway. So an ebook giveaway. So if you do sign up to the community before 11 o'clock on Sunday evening, we will give you, we will send you a copy of our Speed Drills ebook. So that is Sunday, the 9th of February. You, um, if you sign up before 11, 11 o'clock p.m., we will send you a free copy of our Speed Drills ebook. So head over to the website, sign up, and get yourself a free ebook. Here's the rest of the episode with Ryan. And this, this might tie into. Uh, Olympic lifting but it could, it could cover different elements as well but if you were to, able to add certain things to your coaching practice that um, that you don't do now or you can't do now for whatever reason what would those things be? Well I think touching on the point so Olympic lifts if, if I was uh, I would probably add them in but then again time con- constraint um, things I want to do more which which I, I probably will do more to be fair, um, working more on acceleration work on the pitch. So they get their strength work, they get the power work, and then maybe kind of overload the movement pattern on the pitch. I would like to maybe implement that a bit more for myself um, you, with the use of maybe like sleds and prowlers. That's something I definitely want to add to my kind of coaching game at the minute. So do they, do they do anything like that at the moment? Have they got... Where they're doing their speed exposure work, how, what does that look like at the moment? So it just like so, if we had say four on such passion, four on pitch sessions a week, so I'll maybe mix up the stimulus. So they'll have like linear, they'll have like a linear focus, and then they'll have maybe a change of direction element, um, and then they'll have like a reactive element on the Friday, kind of the day before the game. But I'd like to take on maybe maybe extend the warm up and maybe bring in some kind of like 
uh, maybe resisted sprints or sled work onto the pitch, maybe bringing in more kind of um, equipment onto the pitch, maybe because they like the buy-in. The boys like doing that. We actually done it last week, and they, they like doing it like something different as well. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one that again, it's it's something that can be. It's a good opportunity to coach, isn't it? When yeah. when you've got the out there and um, really really teaches them to create that force, doesn't it? With it in terms of acceleration. Yeah, because then it's just automatically kind of transferring to the what they do on the pitch. Yeah, I think that's a good element. So, do you think that'll be that's needed to sort of plug the gap between the the work you guys are doing and, and implementing in the gym, and then the speed exposure stuff that you're doing on the pitch? Do you think that just sort of sits between the two? Yeah, well, see, at the, at the minute, for, for my lads at the minute, when, when I came in, my priority was just, to, for the lads at that age, just kind of to get them strong, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to transfer anyway. So just to add a bit of extra stimulus onto the pitch, because um, they do, like, my lads do, they do squat twice a week, like, so they're getting the strength, we get the power working, and I think maybe if I can add that onto the pitch, we'll maybe get a slightly more better transfer. Okay, yeah. anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, in terms of you talked a little bit about buying with the players, so and mentioned obviously that at both clubs, it, the the players have sort of bought into what you do. So, what would you advise to be proper coaches to to get that buy in, um, and then to like educate on on the um, the transfer of what they're doing out onto the pitch? Yeah, well, so as again when we said at the start, you'd be surprised how many how many lads can't link like what they do in the gym to the pitch. So for me, like it's, it's just educating them. Like it's massively education because they're at that age where they'll just go in and like, we'll squat. We don't really know like why we're doing it. We'll just do what he says. So I try to, I try to like educate them on actually why they're doing it. Um, but even from a staff perspective, like the staff are, the staff are quality. Like, like I can do kind of what I want with the players, to be honest with you. It's just the, the constraint of how busy the program is. But the boys have definitely bought in, and even from like a GPS standpoint, like we always were trying to like push like intensity levels, intensity levels, so the boys know they need to be strong and powerful to hit them, them levels. You know what I mean? So, like we always review this. I send the, the stats out to the boys. The we review the stats. They come and speak to me about the stats, um, and like they're, they're coming up to me and asking me like, how how was my stats today? How was my stats today? And I sit down and explain them to them. So that's good. From from their perspective, so they're actually buying into why we're doing it. And in terms of the stats, what sort of things are you guys monitoring? What what are the players reacting to in that way? Yeah, so just like just like your your kind of basic total distance, uh, high intensity distance, sprint distance, kind of axel decels. So the big one to be fair, we kind of look at would be like high intensity distance and sprint distance, because I think that kind of. We're trying to make for these boys essentially. We're trying to make the the, the leap from the eighteens to twenty threes up to first team, and we want to be playing at that certain intensity. So we kind of push the numbers all the time, like 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 push this, push this. So like during the week in a weekly training, we'll say we'll cap like high intensity. Just we want to hit four to five hundred. So it'll be maybe like a high day. Um, but then again, like I, I explained to the lads, you need to take with a pinch of salt because it's position specific as well. So typically a winger or centre forward is going to cover more high intensity sprint distance than a centre half. So I always kind of preach, like, take it with a pinch of salt as well. It'll always be dependent on the game as well, won't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly the game, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what, what's their reaction to that? Do they, 
is that something they understand easily or is it a case of just chasing numbers? No, 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 they, they, they do understand that. Like, and like we've had situations where somebody's high intensity distance hasn't been high, but their meters per minute has been high. So I've explained that you might have hit them thresholds, but you've worked, you've worked a lot. Do you know what I mean? So it's just kind of educating them what to look at. So they would just look at it as maybe like a number, but you, where you kind of have, have to look at it like holistic approach, like the, all the factors together. Yeah. Just educate them on that. And with, obviously, the club where you're at the moment, at Chef Wednesday, what would you say the general culture is there and the, and the game model? What What is the, um, or to, to say it a different way, what's the sort of, or the type of play you guys are looking to create? Just, we're just looking... <clears throat> We're just looking for players, really, that just kind of work hard on and off the ball and just kind of bring bring high intensity to the game. Like, so, like, aggressive football, pressing, just non-stop running, work hard, that kind of mentality we're trying to instill in the players. So that is that something that's easily able to reflect in your practice and, and that gives you then the, the reason for speaking to players about the importance of the stuff you're doing away from the pitch as well yeah because that's what we try to do so we we try to even for the football sessions like again the manager we try to keep them as intense as we can like within reason but like when the boys when the boys work hard they they work hard like because but i think the boys quite buy into it because if they can if they can work like that in training over and above typical match demands then they're going to they're going to find it easier or so or be able to cope with them demands so I think they have bought into it. They they know they know like, you know what I mean? and that's obviously driven by the coaching staff as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this again, like I can't praise them enough. Like they're they're top class. Like the 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 buy in for for sports science and training at the intensities is is top class. Like I can't like yeah, they're they're great. They're really mm-hmm. That sort of intensity is that carried over into the the other work you'll do off the pitch. So when the when the boys come into the gym, is it obviously it's a it's a different type of um, intensity in a way because of the, the structure of the session. But do you see that sort of same mindset that the lads bring into the gym because the the coaches are pushing that on the pitch? Yeah. So when we push on the pitch, like even for the same, if we get them for half an hour gym session, like right lads, when we're lifting in here, it's, everything's with intent. We want it like. We want to develop like proper adaptation. So, like when we're doing our jumps, I was pushing tent. When we're doing our lifts, like can we put a wee bit more load in the bars? We're always trying to increase the threshold for everything. So I think it's yeah, it's instilled throughout the whole kind of program, really. That's awesome. That's it's always a good a good culture to be in, isn't it? When you get that environment in the gym setting. Yeah. And it, essentially, that- we're, we're essentially we're we're doing it for them. Like, do you know what I mean? We want them to to reach the top level yeah so similar at crew was it yeah yeah I think it was yeah like the boys again the boys at crew they were they were a bit older but yeah they all knew that they're playing at a high level in the, the level they're playing at so they, they realised the importance of it yeah they did that's tough and then just to move it on Ryan in terms of you progressing as a coach and, and CPD and your learning what are some um where do you go for that? How do you look at developing as a coach? Um, so, so for me, I was actually thinking about this. So for me, um, obviously going to events, what I can, even Football Fitness Federation, and kind of learn off other coaches, uh, CPD events when I can. But there's some there's some coaches that I 
that I do follow that are classic. I think Christian Woodford, um, if anyone doesn't know him from uh, Australia, I don't know if you know him yourself, do you? Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff, yeah. Yeah, like I think he's like, I think he, he's mad, but he's what he's on about. He's on about he's proper movement, proper principles, proper ways to develop power, strength, speed. Like, I think he's great. Um, but then sometimes, like, I do like to watch different videos. So the NSCA lectures on YouTube, see, I like to, for me, I like to get a different perspective from sports. So change the direction work, like, in American football is, like, I'm sure we see it all the time on, on like, YouTube videos and Instagram and stuff. Got that's top class. So we'll go to, I would look at some of that stuff from a change of direction work just to mix it up, do a variation. Um, and then there's even... the. They they produce some top lectures. It's just their take on like speed and strength and power transfer onto the pitch is very good. Um, Brett Bartholomew, I think him for communication and leadership is is class. How about actually speaking to the athletes? I like to follow his work. And then there was actually a, a recent one, um, PLA Pro. It's an app that I actually downloaded last week because my mate told me about it. Um, it's Ron McFerry's app. Um, so he's like director of strength initiative in Fresno State University. And he has an, an application that has loads and loads of lectures on it. So I know I watched one last week, Potty Roach done at Arsenal. It was on like Plyometrics. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it's on his app. And he just provides a different view. He does this thing called Beyond the Chalk, where he goes around different like state universities in America. And just, uh, it's only a 10-minute interview with coaches and their philosophies, I think. So I like to, I like to kind of branch out. So I like to look at different, different disciplines as well from myself, like... And what about away from football? Do you, are you looking at other sports? Do you do any learning from like business or anything else? Is there, are there other avenues that you <coughs> do to develop your practice? Um, to be fair, for, for my own self, I would like to kind of venture out a wee bit. Like maybe even for me, like I, I've always had. The, if you want to get fast, you you look at it. You, you talk to a sprint coach. Um, if you want to be good at Olympic lifting, you talk to Olympic lifting coach. So I would like, for me, I want to kind of broaden my horizons in some different disciplines, um, which I kind of do have, like, down in the pipeline. It's just, again, it's just finding the time. Yeah. And, it, and that is the thing, isn't it? When you're in season and, you, and your program's busy and you've got plenty of stuff going on, it is the case of trying to find time to go and do those things, isn't it? So how, how do you manage with that? Um, yeah, it's like, like every, every Wednesday, like I would try, I would try and have a catch up with a coach or cause I'm off every Wednesday. So I would try and speak to someone or have a, like I was last week, I was speaking to my mate who works in, um, with the Chinese snowboarding team. His name's Mario. And we had a good chat last week, just about different principles. Like I try to learn off as many coaches as I can to be personally honest with you, just to kind of up my game a bit. But again, yeah, just, just the time. And then it's when you finish the day's work, it's like when you go home, it's trying to read, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a slog, to be honest with you. Yeah, that is tough, isn't it? That's why we can, certain elements of, of social media and the internet that are great, aren't there, for saving time yeah. um, in that circumstance, but there's also, it can take up a lot of time to try and find those golden nuggets at the same time, can't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like an old uh, Strong by Science they do so much. They do loads of stuff, and yeah, social media, Instagram, and Twitter. Like, there's so much infographics, left, right, and center. Like, I'm always looking at them. But then again, it's like if it's just trying to find what you want to find. You know what I mean? It's just looking at everything, really. Yeah, definitely. 
And then what's your plan in terms of conferences and stuff coming up, mate? Are you off, off um, to UKSDA? I'm, I'm actually not going to the UKSDA on Friday, but I am going to the Football Fitness Federation one. I think MK Dons. I think that's the next one I'm yeah. going to. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll see you at that one. I'll have a crack. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we've got Matt Wilmot on that one, so that should be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a good one, to be fair, yeah. It'll be good. I look forward awesome, to that. Awesome, mate. Cool. We look forward to seeing you there. Um, it's always top seeing you at the events. And, uh, yeah, it was good to catch up at, at the Middlesbrough one as well. So really appreciate you coming on, Ryan, and, and discussing your role up at Chef Wednesday. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it progresses because, obviously, it's, it's still very new, three months in. So we'll definitely have to catch up and, and see how things have progressed a few months further down the line. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Good to have a crack. Good to have a chat. If anyone wants to reach out, man, get in touch, where's the best place to do it? Uh, probably just on Instagram, to be honest with you. Or, yeah, just on Instagram, to be fair. Um, I'm always on Instagram. Or even Twitter, or just send me over an email. And what's your uh, handles on there, mate? Oh, God. I think my handle on Instagram is ryandev10. And then my email is ryandevlin10 at iCloud.com. Oh, if anyone's got any questions, they'll, uh, they'll fire them over for you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on, mate. It's good to catch up. And um, if I don't speak to you before, I'll see you at MK Dons. Yeah, perfect, Ben. Perfect. Appreciate it. Top man. Cheers, mate. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Ryan. Um, some of my biggest takeaways from the episode were where he touched on the importance of educating academy players. I think that was a really good point. It's a really key age for them to be learning about the importance of physical preparation. He brought that up in the episode. He then touched on how shocked he was about how busy the schedules are. I think sometimes from the outside looking in, um, it's you think that clubs can be doing a lot of other different things, but you don't actually realise everything that's going on day to day. And he touched on all the education side that the players have to go through. Um which means that there isn't much free time. So it is a case sometimes of taking the schedule and plugging the gaps like Ryan talked about in the episode. So I think that was a really important consideration, especially for any coaches out there or any students that are looking to get into the game. Um, it is something that you will come across. Schedules are very busy and anyone that's involved in the game will know that they can change last minute as well. So there are some important points from Ryan. There was also the views on Olympic lifting which ties into that as well. So a lot of people have different views on Olympic lifting, whether they use it, whether they don't, um, but it was good to catch up with that and we haven't really covered too much of that, so it was good to get Ryan's views on it and that is obviously something that he's going to try and get in the programme with the players, so it would be good to catch up with him in a good few months to see whether he has managed that and, and how that is running with the players. So it's great to have him on, great to catch up with him and he, like he said, he's going to be at the MK Dons meeting so any of you guys that are going to be attending the meeting on Wednesday the 4th of March, you'll be able to catch up with Ryan there as well. His Twitter handle is one of the longest I've seen, so I'm going to add it into the show notes. Um, I won't read it out, but you can go and give him a follow on Twitter. Just click the link in the show notes and that'll take you through um, or just copy it and that you can search for him on Twitter then. I mentioned in the middle of the episode our ebook giveaway. So if you do join our community before Sunday the 9th of Feb, at 11 p.m., we will send you over a free copy of our Speed Drills ebook. 
There's loads of stuff available now in the community. We've got loads of good webinars. We've got previous network meeting presentations from Jack Naylor, Oliver Morgan. We've got Adam Cares on there. Paul White's, which was the last one before Christmas, Tom Little at Preston. There's loads of information, loads of presentations on there. So head over to the community, sign up. You get yourself a free month. And if you do if you do manage to sign up before Sunday, the 9th of Feb at 11 o'clock, we'll send you a free ebook. Thank you very much again for listening. Please share the show and we'll be back with another show next week.